The night is so still and dark that it's hard to believe that you even exist at all. You find it peaceful, the thought that you may no longer exist, that is. The illusion is immediately destroyed as the door opens, shattering the momentary serenity, and foggy memories start to flood back into your mind. The image of a book, an important book, floats at the forefront of your thoughts. You need this book. It contains the secrets of... You hear the floorboards creak, and your attention dials in on the group of four entering this old room. It's thick with dust except where your footprints trod a day. A month? How long have you been here? It's hard to judge just how far away the four humanoids are. Ten feet? Thirty feet? But you manage to focus in on one of them. The one in the front. He smells, tastes, looks like magic. They have their shields bared before them as they creep into the room. Your room. You focus in on the creature and immediately identify the stink, the flavor, the light blue aura of divine magic. Maybe he knows what you seek. Maybe he knows how to... The full thought just seems out of reach. You focus deeper on the one leading the cabal, and you see it, him, wavering as sweat appears on his brow, and he clenches his teeth. Yes, deeper. You must see deeper. Surely it knows something, anything to guide you on your quest for your return to... And then it speaks. There is something in this room. I can feel it pressing upon my mind. Brace yourselves. It has a name, an identity, a dwarf of... Denier? Yes. Yes, knowledge. Deeper. You must go deeper. Then you hit a wall. The sensation is almost physical and is represented by a single impenetrable piece of parchment with a lit candle above an open eye. Well... Well, if they can't, won't give knowledge to you, then they can at least give you sustenance as you feast on their rotting flesh. Roll for initiative. Hey there, creatures, and welcome to Encounter This, a podcast exploration of the creatures from Dungeons and & Dragons and the lore that surrounds them. Hey there creatures, James coming at you from the future. Just wanted to let you know that in this episode we discuss how I reached out to Jonathan Tweet and Rob Heinsu for their insight to the Nothic because they were listed as two of the creators. In the time since recording, Jonathan Tweet has actually gotten back to us and informed us that it was Rob Heinsu, Jonathan Tweet, Bruce Cordell, and Andrew Finch. All four of them in tandem were responsible for creating the Nothic. So a big thank you to all of them for creating this creature, as well as for reaching out to us on Twitter and letting us know all this stuff. So uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode. We had a blast recording it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Encounter This. Quarantine edition. A quarantine edition. Uh, episode three, totally unrelated to the last two with the exception of subtle segues and references. We are going to be talking about the creature known as the Nothic today, and it will be presented by my co-host James Tweetkid. 
And of course, myself supporting him with all sorts of banter, questions, and unneeded comments is Freeman <laughs> Luscus Eisten. Uh, this creature can be found on the Monster Manual, page 236. And James, what do you has for us? Well, first of all, this is a very special episode. This is our first ever Patreon-requested episode. Oh, so, and who requested of, this? This is coming from uh, David Dawson, my brother. Uh, you can find him on Instagram, at Boxcar Bakes. He makes dope breads and other delicious things. And he thinks he's uh, all kinds of cool shit, doesn't he? He's, he's got a real thirsty Instagram. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's some choice shit. Amazing. Uh, all right. So Dave, for those of I met, you who I met, don't know, I met, I met Dave uh, once or twice, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Seems um, like an all right dude. He's, he's, he's good people. He's family. All right. Did he, choose, did he choose good for a creature, would you I say? I think so. I think he yeah. chose great. Okay, cool. Um, but before we get into that, for those of you who don't know, for $10 or more a month, uh, if you donate to us on Patreon, you can choose a creature. And it, the way I've worded it on Patreon without running it by Freeman is that it can be from any system, any any creature that's not copywritten and owned by the system. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fine to me. That sounds like fun. Uh, so I kind of half expected Dave to pick like Wookiees or something like that from one of the Star Wars RPGs <laughs> oh, and really just send God. us down a hot garbage rabbit hole. That would have been a lot. That would have been a whole series on its own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd love like to that. cover Wookiees. <laughs> yeah, so that that's kind of why I left the Patreon open like that is so yeah, cool. other listeners can you know like oh I want to see this Pathfinder exclusive creature I want to see this Starfinder exclusive creature but if you want to cover Wookiees Freeman all it's going to do is cost you ten dollars a month. <laughs> can't afford that right now it's COVID-19 quarantine <laughs> uh, yeah. well so we should address that we are coming at you remotely Freeman is in his uh, fortress of solitude mm-hmm. and I am in my living room with my guinea pigs so uh, we are recording remotely so if things don't add up or sound as good as they usually do um, pandemic I guess pandemic we did our best god damn it <laughs> we did We're, we we really did Speaking right, of well, doing our best. Yeah, nothings. What do you got? Do your, do your best. Uh, so I saw this excellent meme the other day that was like a regular Nothic. Mm-hmm. And then it was uh, Nothic with two C's. And it was like really, really skinny. And then it was no space <laughs> oh, thick. No. And it was a really beefy Nothic. And I'm going to link it in the show notes because it made me super good. Oh, jeez. It, it, it really got me. That's good. That's good. I like it. Um, that's that's thick with two C's, listeners. We're relevant. <laughs> we're we're up on the four one one. It's uh, hip to be a square, as yeah. the uh, as the classic Huey Lewis song goes. <laughs> so a baleful <laughs> eye peers out from the darkness. Its gleam hinting at a weird intelligence and unnerving malevolence is a direct pull from the five uh, E Monster Manual. The Nothic was originally debuted in 3rd edition in the Miniatures Handbook and then was added to the Monster Manual in 4th edition. Very nice. Very nice. Miniatures Handbook. That's, 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 a, that's a different intro than we've experienced. Yeah. It's, it's not something I had ever heard of before today, actually, which is crazy because I thought I knew about all the Monster Manuals. But in 3.5, mm. um, a couple of guys, uh, I guess we can touch on this now, two of them being... Uh, Rob Heinsu and Jonathan Tweet uh, contributed to this this book, the um, the the Miniatures Handbook, and they created a whole bunch of new characters. 
specifically so they didn't look like humanoids, and all of the creatures in this book are fucking crazy. Oh, cool. Yeah, so there's no actual lore in the book at all, which I thought was really interesting. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't get any of that. Um, but the Nothic, we can directly trace back to Jonathan Tweet, which is super cool. Awesome. Okay, cool. Which uh, has now followed us on Twitter. Yeah, if you were uh, listening to our last episode, he uh, he uh, followed us to, uh, on Twitter while we were recording that. So that yeah. was really cool. Hopefully by the time uh, this one comes out, he hasn't uh, rescinded his follow. <laughs> I hope he listens to this one. That, that'd be really cool. That'd be awesome, yeah. Um, if, if you are listening, Jonathan, uh, thank you. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll just do it now um, instead of tiptoeing around it, around it and saving it for later. So I, I mm-hmm. could not find a whole lot of uh, cultural inspiration for the Nothic. Mm. Um, so what I did was I just tweeted at Rob Heinzu. Um, I'll link to the tweet in the show notes. And he got back to me and, and brought in Jonathan Tweet. And they, the Nothic was specifically created because Jonathan Tweet wanted a low-level creature that would have a gaze attack to introduce uh, more unique mechanics to earlier levels. He also wanted a creature that was super weird and uh, didn't look humanoid because a lot of the D&D creatures tend to be more generic. So right, right yeah. from the, we, we talked to the creator for this one. So that was really fucking yeah, cool. That really made my super day. Super cool. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So Twitter is a wonderful place sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it works. So it's weird. <laughs> it's uh, I, I love yeah. it. And you can find us on Twitter at EncounterPod. Um, indeed indeed we can find james on there yeah i'm at cobra viper j if you want to see pictures of game boys that i've rebuilt or (laughs) game boy games or miniatures that i painted badly that's really all i post like once every couple of months and you could you could find me on on the discord probably more often so you have to pay for my attention but you know that just says you, know, you pay what you, you get what you pay for right so yeah so quality quality over quantity i don't know i'm just okay yeah speaking of freeman's magic <laughs> tell wizards, me more about nothics <laughs> yeah. nothics come from wizards who devote their life to unearthing dark secrets specifically it's mentioned that Nothic is like a, a fork in the road to becoming a lich. So if you like, if you fuck up becoming a lich, you become a Nothic. Oh, what? Oh, really? Yeah. So that's huge. Yeah. So they say this could be a dark curse left by Vecna himself, um, oh. the evil lich who became a god. So Vecna was theoretically the first character to ever become a lich, and then he wrote all that down for his the cult of Vecna, um, and he left them his eye in his hand when he became a god. Um, and even even in depictions of Vecna as a god, he has only one eye and one uh, one hand, um, right. which are which are huge items in in D anD D five. Yeah, if you, if you guys yeah. haven't gone through the monster manual, they're legendary items and they're amazing. Yeah, the hand um, and eye of Vecna, they're crazy. Yeah, and Vecna is is um, an anagram of Vance for Jack Vance, the guy who created the uh, the magic system that D anD D uses. Oh, I did not know that, but that's great. Yeah, so Jack Vance cool. is a fantasy writer. You can find some of his some of his shit. It's really great. And Vecna himself, the eye and the hand specifically, are based off Michael Moorcock's Corum, um, which are also really good books. Right, right. I remember you referencing those. Uh, I don't know if it was on one of the episodes, but it was definitely to me at some point. Yeah, so Matt, Matt Coville has a really good episode explaining all of this. Um, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll find it, and I'll link it in the show notes. Yeah, too. Matt Coville's wicked. Yeah, um, so... Uh, in relation to our last episode, Asarak, 
was also known mm. to lead wizards looking to lichdom astray and make them Nothics and like use those Nothics as minions. Oh no way! So this is uh, again. This is the this is the lich that's on the artwork of the Dungeon Master's Guide for Five E. As, as far as we're concerned, this is the lich in Five E. The Tomb yeah. of Annihilation. He's the on guy. the Dungeon Master's mm. Guide. Like this is he's he's half Cambian apparently. Yeah. No, no, he is a Cambian. Like oh, that's, he is Cambian. that's what he was before he was a lich. He was a right. Cambian. Yeah. Uh, yeah, crazy. And so he, he uses uh, the lure of becoming a lich for powerful wizards to, just to uh, entices them in and just to turn have them fail it and turn into a Nothic for his own personal use. Yeah. Crazy. So once they turn, um, Nothics are driven by the vague knowledge that there is a method to reverse their condition. So this actually seems to be part of the curse, and it's, it's supposed to be a false hope that will drive the Nothics to unearth more magical secrets. Oh, that is awesome. For a creature that was introduced with no lore, fuck, that's good. <laughs> Dude, like, this is why I wanted to reach out so and good. find out more, because they're so fucking cool. Oh, man. Uh, so I'm mixing information from all kinds of sources here. Sure. Uh, from the Monster Manual, from uh, uh, the, the D&D fandom website, um, from Forgotten Realms Wiki, and from the Monster Anthologies book that was uh, uh, published in Dragon Magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, so all this stuff comes from a bunch of different places, but I, I put it together the best I can. Yeah, sure. Uh, still though, like I, I got, yeah, I kind of actually got chills on that. That was really good. Oh, that's dude, super cool. Th- this is why I jumped on them. Yeah. Um, so the Nothics retain no knowledge of their past lives and they tend to hit, take up residence hiding in magical places, living in the shadows and they're drawn there by memories they can't fully understand. So like if this wizard was trained at an arcane school, guess what? That Nothic's going back. Right. Yeah. So they're particularly fond of magic schools and other high magic places like arcane libraries and stuff like that. Yeah, I love the idea of a of a, of a, a Nothic just hanging out in the rafters of yeah, like man. you know a really like huge room like the like the, the Hunchback of Notre Dame like just constantly somewhere or the 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 fam of the opera constantly somewhere in that building like peering down, not really sure why. Yeah, and they possess a strange magical insight. That allows them to extract knowledge, literally extract knowledge from other creatures. So this thing can look at you and pull information out of you. Gnarly. Yeah, and they hold a unique understanding of magical secrets and lore, which they could share for a price, which is really cool. Hmm. Um, that you can like barter with these things for like these a Nothic could send you down the path to becoming a lich. Like you you could find that information to leave your earthly body behind from one of these twisted abominations. Super cool. Yeah, these things are so, so roleplay, story-driven. Like, these are story devices to me. Gives me a little little uh, edge or a little bit of a reminder of Banshee, that the Banshee from Lost Minds of Phandelver, who is known for having a, a, a plethora of knowledge in regards to magic items and having magic items hidden around, that sort of thing. It almost feels like they should work in tandem or uh, in some strange way. Oh, definitely. And uh, they actually do accept magic items and, and will readily use, take them as gifts for information or, or trade or whatever. Oh, so cool. Yeah. Um, and when driven to violence, it literally uses its gaze to rot the flesh from its enemy's bones. That's right out of the 5e monster manual. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, I have a funny feeling these guys are a, a too low as NAC. Uh, well, I, I mean... They, I know they're going to be lower because you specify that that was the purpose of their creation to have a, yeah. a, a creature with a, a gaze attack 
I yeah, assume, so we'll get, I assume we'll, that's we'll, it uh, at a lower. Yeah. Bite. Oh man. Okay. Cool. Go ahead. But we'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll get into that because we like you're 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 rocking onto homebrew and other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've we've got some fun stuff. For I'm this chopping episode, it a bit now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in the monster anthologies, it gives you a little bit of information about how the creature lives and and socializes and stuff like that, which is pretty neat. That that's in our library. We we purchased that one. Oh, cool. Often, yeah. Sweet. They have nervous tics or compulsive behaviors uh, relating in, uh, obsessive tendencies, kind of, they're very suspicious. They never trust anything. And they also don't attack first. They tend to investigate. So they're, they're, they're very interested in observing and finding out what's about you. And if Mm. you don't have anything useful, it will eat you. Because why not? <laughs> yeah, apparently they just eat. Uh, they they just eat adventurers, which I thought was really neat. I never really thought about that. Dude. Like when when I see humanoid aberrations and stuff like that, I never really think about what they're going to do with the dead body. But it's cool right. that it specifically eats humans. I mean, do they do they use their gaze to rot the flesh first and then eat the rotten flesh? You bet. Oh, vicious. Uh, so there's only really one named Nothic that I could find. And that is Wix from the Princes of Apocalypse. But speaking of Agatha, uh, Anothic does appear in the Lost Mines of Fandelver. And you fought it in the basement of the Red Brand's hideout. Oh, so I, yeah, I was uh, was saving it, but I do remember facing uh, Anothic at some point when I first started playing D&D. You were running the campaign. But um, I, I couldn't remember where it was. I just remember being sort of in a dark and or cave like place that's all yeah, i really remember into the cellar of the uh the red yeah. brand's hideout and the nothic was guarding that entrance in exchange for food and, and magical treasure cool i think did we kill it i don't remember if we killed it or not you did you, we you did you, kill it. It, it it was not easy for you okay <laughs> don't this worry. Is one of those i just remember I dark place creature with a creepy big eye that's yeah. all i got that's all i remember yeah yeah, that was it. That was a long time ago, though. So yeah, sick. That's super cool. Years ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I guess I guess we should say Nothics have one big central eye, and they've mm. got spiky protrusions all over their body. They've got really long front limbs and um, reverse bending. Uh, they've they've got re- like really long back legs. They're fucking neat looking. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I, I have an idea uh, what they look like. I was I, I think I just took a picture the other day, but uh, super yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and then we're, I have a, I have a fun fact here because like I said, there wasn't a whole lot of cultural lore about Nothics and by a whole lot, I mean zero. So I just <laughs> kind of threw in some filler here. Um, so if you Google the word Nothic, the first thing that came up for me was it was an, uh, entry in urban dictionary, it being a portmanteau of a not Gothic using specifically to refer to someone who is a poser or buys clothes at hot topic. <laughs> God, that's that's so good. <laughs> that was, and you, and on Urban Dictionary, you can date the entries. So this was dated in 2005. Oh, so man. I think this was just pre-emo, and this person is just describing an emo. Yeah. Um, okay. Sure. <laughs> however, their credibility is highly dubious because I, you better fucking believe I went down this hole. Um, and I, I went down w- a rabbit hole of like I want band shirts for my favorite bands, but I never oh, really. Yeah. And you, you, you could occasionally find ones at Hot Topic or, or a store like it. Uh, for oh, sure. I'm, I mean, but I, I went was, down this user's yeah. rabbit hole. Oh, I read you, oh all sorry. <laughs> eight pages of the things they defined. <laughs> oh no. So I you were between, saying like went down like an emo rabbit hole or something like oh, no, aesthetically. No, no, no. I mean uh, a little bit, but yeah. um, <laughs> but between 2002 and 2005, this user 
like the, their credibility to me is so so questionable because they define things like cock, c o q, meaning to kick in the testicles, which no one's ever said. Um, <laughs> okay. Rocks r o x, meaning cool, which they definitely didn't define. <laughs> Uh, and a personal favorite of mine, Num Day, a day in which was utilized so poorly it appeared to not have existed. Which, um, <laughs> so this is this is the same person who has defined Gothic as not yeah. Gothic. So obviously we don't trust them. I just thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, but then they're probably like 13 years old and think they're oh, woke or something. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Amazing. That's so uh, good. The, yeah, the other thing that came up was uh, luscus is the Latin word for a one-eyed person because there's no other word in any other language for a one-eyed person. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, that was, okay. So that, that that's, was my name. That was no, that was my name. That was your name, right? That was I my was tweet. Name. You were tweet. I'm luscus. Yeah. Uh, okay, so one-eyed person. Yeah, specifically Latin for a one-eyed person. Okay, what does cyclops so, I mean? Was, uh, cyclops is a specific creature. It refers right, to a okay. creature. I wonder where how its name is is specifically derived. Uh, I mean, it's, I think it's probably pretty clearly Latin to a degree, but yeah, I, uh, I'm just we'll, curious about that. Yeah, I, I went down that rabbit hole a little bit, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to do Cyclops in the future, so I didn't want to go too deep yeah, down Yeah, cool. It. Yeah, sweet. But Cyclops, as far as I could tell from very preliminary research, um, they're specifically like sons of Poseidon or, in, or children of Poseidon. Oh, okay. Um, so there's probably some naming convention there. Cool. Yeah, all right. So what I did from there, uh, after Googling the word nothing and coming up with fucking nothing, um, <laughs> I, I Googled one-eyed creature. I Googled um, cyclops and stuff like that to try to find other translations. Sure. So then I did this thing that I don't recommend anyone ever do. Uh, I Googled <laughs> no. wizard's curse. Um, which apparently you just can't do anymore because Harry Potter was the first 25 pages of Google. (laughs) Yep. That's when I got real frustrated and and turned to Twitter and I tweeted out to Rob Heinsu. Uh, Fun fact, he also was the creator of Three Dragon Ante, so that dude's a fucking legend. Oh, cool. That's wicked. So yeah, he pointed me at Jonathan Tweet where we had a little, little Twitter conversation and now he follows us on Twitter for... Some fucking reason. No, I don't know. We're, we're not that interesting. <laughs> because Twitter, we're a but, big uh, deal, James. Sell it, I mean, man. You, you, you better believe I'm going to try and get a retweet out of him for this episode. Yeah, <laughs> you know it. <laughs> uh, so obviously the cultural lore is very different because I don't think Anothic ever appeared in Harry Potter, but I thought maybe there was a, a curse that made a wizard a demon or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried to find something like that, and the internet is not the right place to find that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Uh, and then I, I tried like looking at pop culture, and the only thing that I could really find was um, uh, Jason Blood from DC Comics, uh, who turns into the demon Etrigan, and that is nothing like this whole whatsoever. Um, <laughs> oh, so this is me just good. vamping. This is too good. This is too good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so the differences in in 5e lore uh, or like D&D lore and real world lore is that in one it exists and the other it does not. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. So yeah. I mean that's difference is covered. That was pretty good. Pretty pretty smooth sailing. Yeah, p- pretty easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, a big shout out to uh, Rob Haisu and a, and Jonathan Tweet for um getting back to me for that. Yeah, that's that wicked. That's that super was, cool. That was yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh really really made my day. All right. Well, um, let me you grab. You know what else a, makes my me, day? What's uh, well, I have to grab a beer first. Hold on. Oh, okay. 
Oh, that sound though. The beautiful, beautiful sound of cracking into that first can of blackmail on a rainy Vancouver afternoon. It is currently sunny at about 15 degrees and, uh, what is that in English? Uh, 8.30 p.m. So it is none of those things, but I still really appreciate this beer. And speak for yourself, this is my third one. <laughs> this is also my third one. <laughs> well, never mind. <laughs> That's why happy, this episode is so high energy. Happy, happy, uh, happy rainy day in Vancouver. Yeah, and a happy, uh, happy belated birthday to you, I guess. We probably should have done that on the first episode we recorded tonight. Ah, it's fine. <laughs> I don't even know when your birthday is. You never, you know, always downplay it so much. Fuck, <laughs> I don't even know when it is anymore. <laughs> yes, it was recently my birthday. I, uh, I'm old enough now that uh, it's a couple day hangover. You know, first Recently day is, is about six weeks ago at this point. <laughs> yeah, at, at the time, at the time of this uh, episode launching, it's been a while. But uh, yeah, my birthday was it's a good time. It was low key, Corona and all that. But uh, I got a bunch of free booze, which was great. Yeah, and a big um, thank you to uh, Strange Fellas for that hangover the next day. I guess. Heck, heck yes, heck yes. I, I started I started my day at about ten a.m. with four cans of their Pop and J Sour. <laughs> oh, perfect so that was good <laughs> popping off i guess well, actually I, not not fair i had one can and then i went to your place to pick up something and then i came back and had three more cans <laughs> fair you so. using proper social isolation restrictions yes absolutely yeah james threw something at me out of his window from five <laughs> stories up it definitely was not our mixer <laughs> All right, well, tell me about the Nothix machinations. 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 So they machinized to be about a challenge rating of two. Oof. Like kick his ass. Yeah. Uh, they only have 45 HP, so it's, it's not too hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a natural armor of 15, though. Uh, that's, that's pretty high for CR2. I'd say, yeah. How's their yeah. dex looking? Is it, is it fairly high, or is it just straight up? Uh, it is. It's, it's a plus three. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Still, though, 15, yeah, no slouch at, at, at level two party, yeah. No, not at all. Uh, so they're an aberration, um, which is, I, I would hope, pretty evident in the fact that they're wizards who have literally been warped by otherworldly magic. <laughs> wizards trying uh, to become undead legendary <laughs> godlike creatures who end up being yeah. warped into something entirely different. Uh, yeah, that def- I feel like that absolutely defines aberration. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> So they're medium, they're neutral evil. They speak and understand under common. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have true sight 120 feet, which is Ooh. fucking rad. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, wow. Okay, no, I'll keep that in my back pocket. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, please do, please do. So they're relatively average movements. They, they're 30 feet, so they don't, they're mm-hmm. not, not particularly fleet. Yeah. No um, climb speed so or anything? Have, no, no climb speed or nothing. Hmm. Um, but they do have uh, a plus five to their stealth, which is pretty fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, and a plus four to insight, which is also pr- pretty huge. <laughs> um, but all that stuff comes back to that big singular magical eye. Right. They have a passive ability called keen sight, which means they just have advantage on all uh, perception checks that rely on sight. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty thematically consistent. Mm-hmm. So the attacks is where shit gets awesome. I, I never really had any affinity for these guys until uh, Dave um, said that this is what he wanted covered. 
and now that I've dug into them, I'm I'm in love with these creatures. They're so cool. Uh, so they have a claw attack. Uh, mo- they, first of all, they have multi attack, um, so it can make two claw attacks. It's a plus four to hit, five foot range, one d six plus three. Nothing nothing great. Like it's fine, right? Right. I'm a bit two attacks at level two is that uh, can be a bit a bit stressful. For sure, or two d six plus six. Like that's yeah. that's nothing to shake a stick at. Mm-hmm. They also have another attack called Rotting Gaze. Right. So one target in 30 feet that it can see must succeed on a DC 12 constitution save, which is, you know, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Or they take three necrotic damage. 3d6 necrotic damage. Sorry. This is where where I started to fuck you guys up. Okay. 3d6. Wow. That is a lot at that level. Yeah. Absolutely. So its other attack, uh, standard action ability, I guess, is the best way to put this. Mm-hmm. It's called Weird Insight. So one target that it can see in 30 feet makes a con- contesting check, which we do not see very often. Nope. Insight versus deception. So Nothic rolls its insight, which is that plus four, mm-hmm. versus your deception. And if it wins, it magically learns one secret fact about the target. Target automatically wins if it's immune to charm. So if, if you can't be charmed, this is technically a charm effect. Yeah. So, so when, th- this is, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, when I ran this, I learned what your guys' armor class was, like that kind of uh, stuff. Like okay. I, 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 yeah. that, that's how I played it. What, what, how rage was activated, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. Uh, yeah, man, I definitely don't have any memory of, of, of you know, of those specifics in, in that encounter. So I have the notes left over. So. Yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. Um, but uh, dare I say it, no offense intended, it, it kind of sounds like a rookie G, uh, DM move to to operate it that way, uh, only because I, right now I know you like you you have our ACs, you have our passive perceptions to, to speed up the game. Like those are insights yeah. that you don't need as the DM at this point. You've learned that like there's there's stuff that you just need. You don't need to learn them on the fly. You're supposed to know them more or less in advance to streamline oh, the process, right? Um, and you're you're hundred percent right. Yeah. That this is a rookie mistake, and that that should go to show our listeners that anybody can DM, and we do evolve yeah. and grow. Yeah, because um, this I mean, would have been my third session yeah. that I'd ever run. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I I specifically didn't call it a mistake. I don't think it's a mistake. No. No. It's it's, not. A, it's just a, a a rookie move. Um, but because there's uh, there is so much more you can do with that. The obvious thing when you're brand new to the game is is oh you know what is it the players can learn about my creatures? Well, then this gives me the opportunity to learn the same things. Um, but it's it's not it's it shouldn't or uh, there's so much more to it than that. Okay. Well, yeah. But we'll we'll get to it. Yeah. Well, no. Let's 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 do it. Just step step with me into my home, oh. bro. <laughs> That's, you still there? That's one, of the, that's one of the worst puns you've ever made. <laughs> okay, you cut out for a second there. I, uh, I didn't think uh, I, didn't okay. think I my, still had my you. My mic's but... picking me out. The other one, I was just, I was just wheezing with my laughter. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't, didn't pick up. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> oh, sweet Jesus. This is um, going to be a minute, listeners. We're not going to uh, cut this that's out. That's fine. You just re- it reminded me of uh, when I, I spent my year in Australia the first time. I met saw uh, a fel- a few fellas from uh, New Zealand with like proper accents, and they just they walked in. I was working at this bar. And they walked in. They're like, "How are you going there, bro?" And they were like, "They were calling me bro," but they were but they were saying bro, and it just like I was 
so enamored with it as like, oh my God, talk to me more. This is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like the thickest X. And they were in a whole, whole crew of like rugby players. Most of them had like multi backgrounds. uh, And they were just like these big hulking, super friendly people. And uh, yeah, they just kept calling me brew. And I loved it. I loved everything of it about it. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Yeah, so uh, it's like uh, this weird insight. Uh, it's super cool. Like based on the stuff that you said earlier about how they're 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 traders and they will happily accept magical items for for information um, or vice versa. They, 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 you know, I, I imagine these guys to be like sort of information traders to a certain degree, uh, not just necessarily with tangible items. Um, and why not have them use uh, someone's sort of. Uh, character story or history uh that a, that a player has written against them uh or as or use it uh, uh as a way to expose a part of their their story and background if they win this contesting role you don't have to tell the player right away what it's about and you know you could be like okay roll me a deception i'm uh don't have to tell me you're rolling insight and then you know maybe this even if you're in the middle of combat this creature can suddenly say something aloud that no one ever expected especially the player character and you'd be like well hold on hold on how does this creature know and you're like yeah how, so, how does it know i actually did that and i i know for a fact that you don't remember where this came from right but you know this piece of information um i did that specifically to badger okay and he spent the whole campaign looking for a saxophone that he loved a little too much <laughs> That's where that information came from, is this contesting check with the Nothic. <laughs> That's amazing. So you went from... Badger, you went, Badger you, was our gnome bard. <laughs> yeah. So you made, a, you made a, a rookie and veteran move in the same, same go, is what you're saying. I, I started with the veteran move, and then it took him way too long, so I just went back to the rookie stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Well, good start for you. Pat on the back. <laughs> yeah. He, he, really had to, he really had to come up with it. I didn't want to call him out, because it was, it was really heavily implied that it was a, an intimate relationship with the saxophone. Right. <laughs> amazing. That's so good. <laughs> Uh, and uh, it fits the title of a weird insight. That's for sure. Uh, yes, it definitely does. <laughs> Again, I never, I never did anything with it. Yeah, you never found that saxophone. It's but. it's still it's still good. Yeah, those yeah. small bits of of flavor. A rule of cool, right? <laughs> Absolutely, we had a blast with it. That's awesome. Um, yeah, uh, I think these creatures are super cool. I I love a lot about uh, about their creation and their purpose. Um, I feel like I would. A couple things I might change would be, uh, I would I would grant that sort of occasional they know any languages they knew in life. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Instead of just under common, it seems oddly specific. You know, certainly like as you said, if they were an arcane wizard, you know, and you know they were loved their their original school uh, where they they learned their their uh, abilities and 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 studied. Well, you know, there's no reason why they wouldn't speak any languages they were familiar with there, especially if they're going to find themselves back there. And, and they're trying to dig for information, like rewriting, understanding yeah. only one language. Well, their their innate purpose is to, like, try and find more, right? So Right in the lore is that they retain no awareness of their past lives, and mm-hmm. this is all, like, underlying compulsions. Right. Okay. So I'm, I'm fine with the undercommon. I think... Um, Even if it's not speak it, at least understand it. 
Yeah, I think any language they knew in life is more thematically interesting. Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely on that boat with you. I just think that Undercommon is reflected in the lore. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Undercommon is very common with uh, aberrations in particular. Yeah. So uh, Now, as, uh, as far as movement goes, I feel like I want to give them a climb speed just from their anatomy alone. Looking at the picture and how they're restricted. I feel like they should have some kind of climb speed. And uh, especially imagining what I, like I said, uh, them climbing through the rafters or something like that. Yeah. Um, I feel like they deserve a, a bit of a climb speed. Uh, it just, just seems to make sense to me. I have no particular reason other than, uh, you know, theme and, and flavor. Uh, and just yeah, with the I, way I they're constructed. Completely. Yeah, physically. Yeah, it, it definitely makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to true sight, like we don't, we've talked about it a couple of times. We don't see it very often, um, and to me, that's a big flavorful trait. And it's it's a it to me it's a it's a flag to indicate that this creature can be used way later in a campaign. It doesn't have to be combative uh, to have a major effect on the party and the players and the story. They can see through all kinds of stuff. So, stuff that you, like, you're not going to get. Chances of you having invisibility or something that true sight needs needs to be activated for uh, at level two is, I don't think it exists, to be honest. I would say a few and far between, but I honestly don't think it exists. And um, unless you're yeah, playing a know. pretty obscure uh, or a more obscure race. But uh, there might be an invisibility spell at second level or something like that. I don't think there is. I mean, maybe you've had a, a potion or something like that. Um, yeah. But regardless, I feel like it's uh, uh, the sort of thing where when you're higher in level, this creature has a little more to them than combat for sure. Definitely. And uh, they are clearly, they're obviously working for someone with a much bigger scheme. Yeah, I think so. And that true sight is 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 not the th- is not a threat coming from the Nothic, but rather a threat coming from a, bi- a larger force gifted to the Nothic. Definitely. That's how I view that, and I think it's really, really cool. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to find it right now, um, but I think true sight is one of the things that the Eye of Vecna grants you. Oh yeah. So I think that's where that mm. that that origin lies. Um, but I don't want to go flipping through my my Dungeon Master's Guide on uh, <laughs> on Mike. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, we already told the listeners to go look it up, so their responsibility. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. We can only do so much, yeah. guys. <laughs> For sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, cool. I, I, I love this idea of them being in traders, information traders, dark traders of some kind, some sort of illegal fence, uh, maybe in some way, a weird way with a thieves guild would be really cool. And uh, I think I would use them just as such as a stepping stone for character development and uh, a greater plot. So... I think these yeah. these guys are pretty straightforward. There's very little I would I would change. I, I have almost no arguments with any of what they have. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I think I think they're great. Mm-hmm. They're um, I, I think they're really really well designed. Mm. Like you said, uh, upping them a little bit, I, I think they could be a higher CR. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have run one in combat, and I did almost kill a party of four second level players. Sure, they had already yeah. been beaten down a little bit by then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are three different variants in 4th edition um, that aren't in the notes. And one of them okay. is a level 15, one of them is a level 19, and the one that I really want to take a look at is called the Nothic Eye of Vecna. It's a level 22. Damn! Oh, crazy, yeah. 
obviously things are different in fourth edition and 22 doesn't mean crazy. Like it's right. only, um, it only gives 4,150 XP. So it's, it's still a lot mm-hmm. like a, a level 21 encounter would be one, uh, one of these guys, one Nothic and three soldiers. Right. Okay. But they have, uh, invisible advantage which i think is really cool Mm -hmm. Uh, when when it hits a target creature that it cannot see uh any allies get to attack it as well oh Uh, and its eye rot is a burst so it's a fortitude save and then at the end of it the eye of vecna is invisible oh crazy oh cool yeah so i I think there's as always i'm always gonna advocate for this fucking steal shit from fourth (laughs) right that's some cool ideas but mechanically it's that's gnarly yeah, the level 19 one is, uh, is called a Mind Blight, and it has the Eye of Insanity. Uh, when, so and it, essentially, it's just um, a save, or you, you're afraid. You have the fear effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, target is dominated, and then the target is dazed until the end of its next turn after it makes its save. Oh, crazy. Okay. Dominated. Yeah, so essentially, it's Charm Person. Right. You make a will save, and if you fail, you're dominated. And then you, you can keep making those saves to end the, the dominated, which is the charm person effect. And then after you have saved, you are dazed for another round. Damn. So you have yeah. to be, have, yeah, there's some time to recover. Yeah, yeah. There is some cool, cool shit in fourth edition. And I highly suggest um, robbing from that if you want to beef. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Up. So I was going to say that it's, uh, you know, increasing, uh, you said that you think the CR should be a little bit higher, but like, you know, uh, creating a, this creature, again, with, with the last two we've covered, um, they're not complicated to run on a mechanical level, which is which is kind of nice. And um, uh, it wouldn't be hard to beef them up a little bit if you needed to raise that CR, you know, just increasing the, the, the damage die. Um, whether it's the level the die from a D6 to a D8 or just like, you know, making a 1D6, uh, 2D6, something like that. Um, you know, increasing the con on, on the rotting gaze or decreasing it. Yeah, it's it's a really quick up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, th- th- I think they'd be really fun to run on all kinds of levels. And yeah, couldn't agree more. Like th- just those couple ideas from, from fourth edition, like they sound awesome. Yeah. It would be pretty easily i would say implemented to what they have already here in fifth edition easily and yep. easily balanced so that's that's really cool extra just extra flavor stuff um and something to really uh rock the world of your players yeah and if you don't want to do it yourself and you want something that's a little bit lower cr uh i'm i'm fucking pumped to announce this uh i have designed my own creature called a nothic changeling this is the first creature i've ever designed uh being sold it hasn't been playtested. It's a CR4, um, and it is up for sale with our Libris Arcana digital gaming scenario this month. Mm. So that, that's actually available now. I'll have the link to it in the show notes. So for 5 or $7 a month, you get a, uh, two scenarios um, written by Freeman and I and uh, some maps to go along with it for your Roll20 and then usually a couple of extras, whether it be an NPC or tokens or stuff like that. This month, there isn't a whole lot extra because I put all my effort into that uh, Nothic changeling. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a wizard that's being turned into, like, in the process of being changed into a Nothic. So it retains some intelligence, it retains some spell casting, and it's probably about a CR4 to a CR6, depending on how you want to run it. Yeah, so for sure. There's a there, there's an interesting Super way to go. Super cool, yeah. And I've, I've taken a look at it. I've... Uh, uh, we, we peer review each other's scenarios and it's, it's awesome. It's really, really cool. Uh, it's a great, great, uh, scenario, simple to implement and, uh, uh, leaves a tremendous amount of room to move forward with as well. 
So I think it's uh, it's a lovely little piece for sure. Highly recommend it. Yeah. So we'll link to that in the show notes. But uh, beyond that, you got uh, you got anything else you want to? No, I, I'm good. This was uh, the, I I was honestly surprised. Uh, I would say by these these guys and uh, yeah, I, I definitely was too. Yeah, and a, a big thank you again to uh, Heinzu and Tweet and uh, David Dawson for recommending this. Speaking one. of which, do we know uh, his name is Jonathan Tweet or is that just his Twitter handle? No, that's that's legitimate. His that's name. his name. Oh, okay, cool. Jonathan Tweet. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. What a coincidence. Uh, what again, a think Yeah, and you can find uh, again uh, David, the Patreon who who picked this at boxcar bakes on instagram baking dope bread and lovely shit he's always been a huge supporter so it's it's great that we could knock this out for him yeah and if you want to hear your favorite creature as an episode that's ten dollars on patreon absolutely and bear in mind when we say dope bread it's because in canada dope's now legal and it's literally dope bread is it, is it literally dope bread no no it's not well it's just a really good bread whatever <laughs> i don't i don't even smoke weed so i was just trying to make a joke and i'm bad no. at it <laughs> it's no it's it's fine we we appreciate it i'm i find me funny all right uh, <laughs> good luck cutting go that out I don't, I don't even i don't even remember the rest of the show uh um, do your plugs uh, we're on the patreon oh, yeah. and the websites yeah, yeah. if if, if ten dollars a month is too much or a coronavirus oh, yeah. is still going on we totally get it buy a gift card from a restaurant or shop local for five dollars a month you get access to our private discord and a handwritten thank you letter which is pretty neat as well as access to our show notes so you can see all the spelling mistakes i made in the nothic outline here <laughs> I'm going to post that Nothic meme to our Patreon exclusively to try and drive traffic that way. So that way you can can go try and find that. Uh, But if you want to email me and tell me how upset you are by that, you can uh, get at us at info at encounterthis.ca. Or if you're living in the future and email is too retro for you, you can always tweet at us at encounterpod where I'm 100% going to be the one to see it. (laughs) Or if you want to tell us how, how much you appreciate us making that Nothic meme, uh, Patreon exclusive and you want to tell Freeman you can get at us at facebook.com backslash encounter this and I will do my best to find a way to post it on Twitter <laughs> if I can figure out how it works <laughs> or if you just want to swing by our home on the web maybe listen to some of our back episodes or check out any of the books that we've mentioned in our episodes or our previous episodes we have them up on our website on our reading list most of those links are Amazon affiliate links so we get a little bit of a kickback for you doing your thing anyway that's uh, EncounterThis.ca. If you're listening to this from an Apple device or any device that allows ratings, specifically Apple devices, really help us out. But all of those ratings are much appreciated. Uh, if you could rate or review or you know tell a friend about us, um, tell 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 somebody who likes wizards that this is what could happen if they magic wrong. Yeah, or tell my mom; she's everyone's friend. Tell every Harry Potter fan you've ever met that this is a <laughs> this is more interesting. <laughs> the Nothic, not us. I know we're not more interesting. Uh, I'm, I'm smarter. Harry than Potter. That. I'm sorry. Harry Potter's great. Uh, yeah, I really. I. I don't. I can't shit on another big franchise. I know you're not a fan. It's fine. I'm still getting flack for shitting be. on Lord of the Rings months ago. <laughs> and you, you do only uh, only shit on you only shit on Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I've never I've never wasted my time with Game of Thrones, so I can't I can't like legitimately shit on that. Yeah. Whereas I've seen all of the Lord of the Rings movies. I've read all those books. I've read most of the Harry Potter books. I've seen all the movies. 
Um, it's great. I don't, I, I don't it's great shit on it. It's just not my thing. <laughs> I think J.K. Rowling's a phenomenal writer. I just I think her talents could be utilized better with more mature themes. And I think that's the direction she's going to go. Now that uh, kids I'll t- finally. I'll tell you enough. what. I tell you what. I may or may or may not have said this before on this podcast, but uh, the thing that sold me the most on Harry Potter was listening to the Stephen Fry audiobooks. They are unbelievably portrayed. Uh, with his talent, and uh, it just it could it couldn't be better, could not be better. I think um, I think the, the that medium is sometimes underrated, and I think you would agree, James. Oh yeah, I, I I'm a big proponent of Audible. Yes, big time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Stephen Fry's uh, voiceover for the entire uh, Harry Potter franchise is absolutely unbelievably well done. Yeah. So if Audible is out there and they want to sponsor us, we'll we'll happily <laughs> do that. I I crush. I mean, you you take twenty of my dollars a month anyway. You might as well. <laughs> I was just give it back and. Uh... I mean, just <laughs> yeah. Don't even give it back. Just don't take the twenty bucks. Give me give us give us four free audiobooks a month, and we'll yeah. we'll, we'll shout you I'll out. Start, I'll start. I'll start. narrating audiobooks. I'll do it. I'm down. I'll oh my practice. god! I'm gonna start so practicing. <laughs> Listen to anything read by Mark Thompson. So, and then soon Freeman Easton. Yeah, that's that's been audible. Watch. Um, thanks. You were worried this episode was going to go short. <laughs> I told you we'd been. Now, now I'm to figure out how to cut shit out of it. <laughs> thanks for watching. Bye. Yeah, thanks. You're you're a wizard. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, creatures. Good, good day, creatures. Bye now. <laughs>